That's always good when you start off with a laugh. Science, it's great. Pregnant, a uh, young girl, <laughs> teen, doesn't know how to tell her parents. <laughs> Movie freaks. Edward Furlong's in it, too. I am freaking hopeless. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to Movie Freaks, the only podcast on the net. Hosted by wanted men, we have the death sentence on 12 systems. <laughs> oh, the accent. I like that. I'm Eric Marner. <laughs> I'm Eugene Weaver. And we have a massive show, as always. Roulette, theater ticket lottery, recently watched. It's going to be a big one. We are going to be covering a lot of ground tonight, and I'm looking forward to it. But first off, before we get to the good stuff, we got to hit on the dumbass stuff. And that would be <laughs> corrections and me being the host of that particular segment. Uh, in episode 52, I would have corrected this last episode, but I didn't have episode 52 edited yet, so I didn't catch it. But then I caught it. We were talking about uh, our Spielberg special, whatever, and we were talking about 1010 and how it was on our honorable mentions. And uh, we were discussing Spielberg directing and Jackson producing, and I believe there's some confusion. I, w- I think I was talking about one thing, and you were talking another, and it came out like, no, no, everything that I can find, Spielberg did not direct Tintin, he's just producing. I was talking about the next one, or that's what I thought we were talking about, the next Tintin, but we were talking about this one. Yes, Spielberg directed the first Tintin, not Peter Jackson. So I sounded like a freaking moron in that one, because you're like, are you sure? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, 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 that's all. he just produced, he did not direct. And I was like, duh, yes he did, moron. Anyway, <laughs> uh, but we are not perfect, and uh, you get what you pay for with this podcast. So yes, sir, yep. <laughs> the price is right, don't complain too much. Mm-hmm. Okay, and with that, let's get to the roulette, where we force each other to watch movies, and then we come back and review them. And uh, after spinning the wheel on the blind Netflix for so long, we needed a uh, reprieve and went with a previously watched uh, and actually doubled up on them because we were so looking forward to actually watching some good movies. I took The Signal and Predestination, you took Wonder Woman, and a concert DVD clutch, Full Fathom 5. Uh, I'll kick us off, and then we'll go back and forth. Got it. Uh, let's start with The Signal. Now, I was really looking forward to both of these sci-fis that uh, uh, I was handed, and uh, I did not prepare and have my IBB up. Um, I was really looking forward to The Signal, even more than Predestination. I thought Predestination looked cool, was getting some crazy good reviews, so that amped me up a little more, but I still thought that The Signal was going to be the one that was really going to like be my style of um, uh, science fiction. Yeah. Uh, anyway, synopsis here. On a road trip, Nick and two friends are drawn into an isolated area by a computer genius. When everything suddenly goes dark, Nick regains consciousness only to find himself in a waking nightmare. And when he wakes up, he's like in a uh, medically sealed kind of contained room with Lawrence Fishburne uh, talking to him and trying to figure out what happened. And as we've discussed many times, I often, I love to try and figure out what the movie's about, what the plot's going to be, and what's the twist, that kind of thing. So with this kind of, uh, again, this review is going to be kind of vague because I don't want to ruin anything, but right at that point, when, well, right before then, before he wakes up, 
when the kind of first event happens, when mm-hmm. uh, you won't be able to hear this listening audience, but uh, Skype guy can hear when girl goes. Oh yeah. From that point, yep. I had uh, th- kind of. That's kind of from that. That's your first act of the movie, and by that point, I've usually got two or three theories. One's mm-hmm. a one's a super long shot. A, B is. Oh, it'd be interesting if they did that, but they probably won't. And and C is well, they could go this way and make everything very explainable, and that's probably what they'll do. Turned out, my long shot theory was right. The I was oh I, the uh... yeah for, I, I I nailed it from the end. Now as it went along, I didn't think that was I didn't cling to that theory, but uh, I was pretty shocked. I, at least that... from what I assumed by the ending, because that ending got really uh, vague. And I was just like, well, uh, okay, this is what I assume is happening. And that's kind of... I, I, I love the ending. I I, it that, right. oh, no, it was so really great. sweet. It was excellent. I, I wish that they had spent more time on that. I, um, you had mentioned that some people find it pretentious. Um, some of it was. I, I could have done with a lot less of the slow-mo and a lot yeah. more of the explaining. Like, just explain a little bit more. Um, yeah. You could spend plenty of time on that. The special effects were astounding. Yes, um, they were. I'm not going to say I love the movie tell you the truth um mm. i'd definitely give it a thumbs up but i'm not gonna say i loved it uh gotcha. because i thought man you had such great story going there you could have spent a little more time without that slow-mo and explained a little bit more uh yeah so definitely a thumbs up must watch i'll buy the blu-ray but i didn't like it as much as the other one which i was shocked to report ah. okay first for you okay uh, i'll either, start with uh either one i'll start with clutch um, this is a band that you, one of your favorite bands. Mm-hmm. Actually, um, they're playing in Columbus tonight with Mastodon. Yes, they are. <laughs> yes, they are. But here we um, are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cheers. Mm. Um, so, to me, uh, they they remind me of a hard rock version of Pearl Jam, if that even remotely makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a jam band, like, uh, some of their songs I really like. Some of their songs I'm like, ah, let's go. Uh, but to me, sometimes like you have to listen to music over and over. And you're like certain certain bands. Like the more I listen to them, the more I like them. So I've only heard a couple songs from Clutch, honestly. Um, and I I like their style. I'm right now. I'm a big thrash metal guy, and that's what I like. I like thrash metal and classical music. This is not that, but it's still good. My honestly, and I hate to complain about it, but it was DVD and the quality was just ouch. <laughs> but you know, that's one of those things. It's you know, after you watch enough HD Netflix and Blu ray, when you go back to DVD, it's like, ah, oh, I feel like I'm watching a VHS <laughs> uh, on your system. On my system, DVD still works, but on your <laughs> system, <laughs> it's like shoving an eight track uh, up a VHS's ass and <laughs> hoping for the best. So I understand what you're talking about. I remember one yeah. time at your house, and this was uh, before you had the system you have now, you popped in Texas Chainsaw, I think, and we watched about a half an hour of it, and I was like, dude, this hurts my eyes. You have to yeah. stop. When I, I took, the, took the same DVD home, put it in my system, looks was totally fine. Yeah. Uh, but so. yeah, I understand what you're saying. But yeah, hey. to, put, to, to pour a drink and, you know, sit back, whatever, that's fine. I, again, I'm... Like, to me, sitting back and enjoying, like, you're relaxing, classical. But uh, most of the times with my mood and with what I'm, like, 
metal is almost therapeutic for me for some reason. Like heavy, heavy shit is therapeutic for me. And that's so anyway. All right. Sounds like a meager thumbs up or a pass. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you didn't they're, hate they're, it. Ta- they're, no, I didn't hate it. They're talented. I like some of the... I, actually, the, the, the very first song was um, was probably my favorite song of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Uh, well, definitely, I encourage everybody to check that out. Um, okay, next I had Predestination, 2014. Uh, the life of a time-traveling temporal agent. On his final assignment, he must pursue the one criminal that has eluded him throughout time. Starring Ethan Hawke, for the most part. And a couple of other people, but mostly just Ethan Hawke. And it's impossible to accurately describe this plot. Completely impossible. And once again, from the opening act this time, I had a couple of theories about where this is going. Especially when you're you're doing time travel and then you do things like... uh, They're not showing people's faces and they're only shooting people from the knees down as characters... Uh huh. The wheels start spinning, and I go, "Okay, nah, I bet you know time travel. We got some overlap here. I'll bet I know what's going on." Mm, and I was about a third right. <laughs> I was about a third right, <laughs> because then it goes here and here and here again. I got to be vague because I can't tell you. You don't want to know a thing about this movie going in. Yeah, no, you don't. Um, and as the film itself says, it's it's a paradox. They make no bones about it. This is a paradox. This is a chicken or the egg thing. And honestly, you got to kind of just sit back and look at it in an overview stance. If you focus on it too hard, your brain will melt yeah. uh, and implode. And you try and look at it logically and go, but you can't logically exist. And the chicken looks at you and clucks, and the egg still hatches a chicken. Uh, there's no way around it. They exist. And... That's all there is to it. You just got to kind of roll with it. And it it's awesome. I loved it. I couldn't believe all the twists it took. And to be honest, I, my instant reaction was, I cannot believe this movie exists. I can't believe somebody wrote this down on a paper and gave it to somebody and said, give me money. And that person said, yes, go ahead. Please make this movie. Because it's just so bonkers and, and twisted and awesome. I loved it. Uh, so huge thumbs up on that one. Good. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I seriously thought I was going to like The Signal way better, so I watched Predestination first, and it yeah. ended up being the complete opposite. So, anyway, there's those two. Uh, over to you. Wonder well, Woman. I'm, I'm, glad that, I'm glad that both of those get a thumbs up. That's, mm-hmm. that's good. Um, Wonder Woman. Okay, so for me, um, Wonder Woman was uh, her origin story. This is an animated uh, movie not CGI animated. This is just an animated movie from DC Comics, mm-hmm. and um, <clears throat> I enjoyed it for what it was. Although um, the storyline itself, I would have much, much, much rather seen it in live action. There was so much going on. Um, I would have rather seen real jets flying, in, flying, and this world that she comes from, and the uh, that. I don't well, know. I, well, I was of course, like, I'd like to see these all live action, but it's yeah, uh, uh, one one hundredth of the cost to do them animated. I know, I know. <laughs> Nathan Nathan Fillon with uh, he was the voice actor for her love interest. Yes, and I know I I literally I know nothing about Wonder Woman's backstory other than she's a member of the Justice League. I grew up watching that show on Saturday morning cartoons with you know Batman and Superman and all those. Mm. So I I knew I literally I knew nothing of this, and I'm like I'm watching this. I'm like, 
is this like this is really the way that the comics were written out? Like, is this the real story here? Because this is so not what I was expecting at all. Mm. I, I think pretty much. Like, I haven't watched it in a while, but I, I didn't know very much about her either, and uh, until I watched this movie, and uh, then I checked into some of that stuff too, and it all seems uh, pretty legit. Yeah, uh, that might have be the the newer reinvention. I mean, the original original starts. Batman carried a gun, and Superman couldn't fly. He can only jump over buildings. You know what I mean? Oh. So they've they've reinvented yeah. them along the way, where Wonder Woman can now fly and not, not no more invisible jet and uh, stuff like that. But for the core gotcha. part of it, I believe that it was pretty on course. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, for what it was, I enjoyed it. I definitely liked the uh, the Batman animated movies uh, better. All mm. of the ones that I've watched of, of those, I just thought that... The, I, but just because I like the storyline better. Yeah. Um, so, and Peter Weller as uh, the voice actor for Batman, it just, he makes that character. <laughs> that was a one-off movie, though. That's not going to happen again. Oh, that was so good. That I, was awesome. I know, that was the best, but he'll, he won't be doing Batman again. I, at least I'd be shocked if he ever would. Ah. But that was so. a old future story. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it was a breezy 75 minutes. I mean, yep. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with that, let's dive right back into the crap pile that is Netflix and the roulette. Yep. The blind. <laughs> And uh, I have a collection for you, my friend. And I did not oh, watch boy. any trailers, so oh. there is that. I just went right down the list of recently added stuff that is all on my queue. Every one of these is on my queue. And it's, okay. it's an amalgam of strange. <laughs> Good. Let's start off with welcome to the... Oh, I also wanted to say, since we haven't done the blind roulette in a couple of weeks, they're, and they've just... We're, going to be flipping over to april soon so they're adding a bunch of stuff it's very likely that four to six of these are also on your list and since we did a double roulette last time no double watching there will not be any double watching this week got it okay all right i'm saying that right off the bat because i wouldn't be surprised if at least three of these are on on your list for me Um, okay welcome to the punch 2013, hmm. okay. a retired thief and his longtime foe, a police detective, reluctantly join forces when they realize an ongoing conspiracy threatens them both. And this is a British movie starring James McAvoy and Mark Strong. A gritty police thriller. And I can't wait to watch it, but I haven't oh, had time yeah. yet. And so I'm throwing it on there. I remember watching the trailer back when this originally came out, and it looked sweet. But I haven't got around to watching it. 100 minutes. That one there... That one there. Uh, completely went under the radar for me. I didn't even see that that came on to Netflix. Mm, yeah, it Good. it just came on like today, <laughs> I think. Oh, or yesterday. Uh, next up is Zombievers. Okay. Uh, Seventy <laughs> seventy seven minutes. A group of Randy. Do I even need to read the synopsis? A group of Randy college kids partying in a woodland cabin get a nasty surprise with a horde of ferocious zombie beavers attack. Mm, there you go. Um, I already saw that. Did you really? And? Yep. Oh, I would, yeah, it's a thumbs up. Okay. Yeah, I'll seriously. Keep it on, that, I'll keep that, it on the queue. You should. That one, it's cheesy, but it's good cheesy. And I think you mm. know what I'm talking about yeah. when I say good cheesy. Yeah, but that's just one that screams, make Eugene watch it in case I don't. So no, I don't that, that, that is a, it's bad, but it's it's a fun, bad movie. It's, it's, it's good. Okay. Uh, next up is, and I did not realize this is PG-13 until just now, 90 minutes, but it's got three and a quarter stars. 
Uh, after surviving a bus, bus crash, Freddy and Anna learn that they're the only souls surviving in the small town of Pearl, population two. That's already in the front runner because I just added that to the list because I thought that sounded so cool. That's immediately in the front, even above Welcome to the Punch. Okie dokie. Uh, next up is, listen carefully, Fists of Legend. Not Fist of Legend, Fists, plural. Um, okay. Friends who are legendary, quote unquote legendary, in high school sign up to be sign up to fight in a high-stakes survival tournament that will be broadcast live on television. This would be your kung fu entry, and it's uh-huh. it's only 153 minutes. Oh, no. <laughs> I didn't, didn't see that one, but it's on my queue, and I'm going to watch it because it sounds cool. <laughs> or at least give it a chance. Okay. Uh, next up, this might be your Asylum sci-fi pick. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, the Hybrid from 2014. An elite team of mercenaries on a covert mission infiltrate an underground laboratory in a former Soviet state to recover a genetic mutation. Cool aliens and people with machine guns and... Yep. Uh, I uh, watched it already. Ah. And I will uh, give my review later in the show. Okie dokie. <laughs> wow, I'm surprised. Uh, and well, there's, there's a reason I watched that. You'll, you'll see. And this is probably another one you maybe you've already watched. I don't know. Uh, 2014, Late Phases. After several of his neighbors are killed by savage dog attacks, a blind veteran vet, Vietnam vet, starts to believe that a vicious supernatural force is at work. Looks like a werewolf type thing. I watched it. Uh, you're impossible. Just so you know. <laughs> uh, okay. And is that was that a recent watch as well? I have that on Blu-ray. I bought that on Blu-ray. Oh. Oh, I would take yeah. it that's a thumbs up then. Oh yeah, that's a good movie. That's a freaking kick-ass movie. Because that ju- that just came on Netflix like within the last four days or something. Yeah, I had I I bought that. A, it was released on Blu-ray first. Um, I believe the director of that made Here Comes the Devil. Mm, uh, wait a minute. Yeah, Here Comes the Devil. That's the one with the kids. Yep. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> Which I really this one here is more straightforward horror movie werewolf movie. Uh, well, I can go back to the uh, the list if you want more. That was nope. six. You've seen three of them. Yep, after. That's the one. Okay, good luck. I have no yep. idea about that one. Oh, yeah, I, I I was planning on watching that. I'm like, yep, as soon as you said that, I'm like, that's probably what I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick. All right, I do want to hear what you think of the hybrid. I'm making a note of that so we don't forget. Yep. You're going to start with that one because that one's good. I want to watch it. Okay, what do you got for me? Okay, for you... Um, now I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, all of... Let me just see here. Yeah, you know what? Other than one of them, they're all on my list, on my queue. So these are not just random picks. Um, first up, um, and you, I know you're not going to pick it, but I, I am a sucker for bad movies. <laughs> Ice-tastrophe. <laughs> oh, that just screams asylum. I know it does. <laughs> you see. TV 14. So it's a TV movie, of course. Um, starring Victor Weber and, and Jennifer Spence. Um, that starred in something, I guess, sometime, maybe. Never. Nope. Uh, probably not. When pieces of a meteorite strike the Earth and cause icy devastation, two lovers must... <laughs> two, lo- <laughs> two lovers must recombine the fragments to prevent a global freeze-down. Or a, a global deep freeze. 
you see. So next up. <laughs> the lovers is, will save us. <laughs> yes. Uh, and this one here is a long shot. Um, I think it looks really good and it got fantastic reviews, but it seems pretty heavy. That's Fruitvale Station from 2013. Yeah, you um, mentioned is, something to me about that uh, earlier. You're like, ooh, they added that. And I was like, is that a thing? Because it doesn't look like anything to me. Yeah, that uh, got very, very good reviews. I almost saw that came out when I was still living in Florida. And uh, it was playing at the Art House Theater. And I really wanted to go see that. It's supposedly a really good movie. Uh, this dramatic rendering of a real-life tragedy recounts the final hours of Oscar Grant shot by San Francisco Transit Police on New Year's Day 2009. So I guess it goes through his whole day. Of how it went down. And uh, it just... It sounds really good. And uh, it's supposed to be very well acted. And a very well, well, well made movie. 85 minutes long. Uh, Michael B. Jordan too. He was in... Um, oh crap. What was the one where they got powers? He's in uh, the new fan four stick. But he like, was in... Uh, uh, oh, oh, Chronicle? Chronicle, yeah. Yeah. So he's a, he's a good actor. Yeah. Okay. Okay, next up is... 2011's God Bless America. Uh, disgusted with American society, middle-aged Frank and teenage Roxy begin killing reality TV stars, bigots, and others they find repugnant. Great reviews on this one. Directed by Bobcat Goldthwaite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've thrown this one uh, at you before. A couple of times. Oh, okay. So there you go. That's back to you. All right. <laughs> uh, next up is a Tommy Lee Jones movie called, a uh, western called The Horseman. I think, uh, is that right? Why am I not finding it now on Netflix? There's there's an Irish movie called The Horseman, and it's not that. Yeah, I see what you're saying. No, I did see that there, it was recently added Tommy Lee Jones movie. Uh, yeah. That was, it was something, I don't think it was called The Horseman. Um, Great, I typed that wrong. Um, the Holmesman. Is that the one you're talking about? There you go. Yep, yeah. that's it, that's it. You want me to, um, you want me to read it, or...? I got it here. Uh, A pious pioneer woman enlists a drifter to help her transport three women driven mad by harsh frontier life across the Nebraska territories to Iowa. And Tommy Lee Jones directed it. Hilary Swank stars in it. Uh, Two hours long. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things. It could be really good. I don't know. Yeah, I'll tell you, it's tempting because, I mean, I remember that trailer too looked just depressing and he's lugging around all these crazy women. Um but him directing and it's another western that's kind of tempting because he did the three burials of Marquiera Sestrada oh, I never saw that good movie I own it okay uh, definitely one you should check out sometime very art okay. house but it's good um okay okay um next up is 2015 as a documentary I think um called Dogfight in a crime-plagued neighborhood near Miami, brutal, bare-knuckled backyard fights give young men a chance to earn money and self-respect. The reviews are outstanding for this thing. Um, so, anyway, I, that, I don't know a whole lot more about it, uh, but the reviews seem to say it's fantastic, but who knows? It's that called Dogfight? D-A-W-G. Oh, thank you. Yes. Uh, so, uh, that should do it. Okay. Um, I'm going to take God Bless America. Oh, okay. I'll get that one finally off of my queue. Everything else looks mm. either asylum-y or depressing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll just go with that. Okay, tune in next 
uh, time for our reviews of After and God Bless America. Okay, and with that, let's move on to Theater Ticket Lottery. We're going to pull out three tickets out of our boxes or bags or what have you of uh, ancient <laughs> or perhaps recent um, uh, theater trips, and we'll tell the story of what, where they took place and if there's any story to tell behind it. Um, you want me to go first or you want to go first? Um, uh, it's up to you. I'll, I'll go first. Oh, no, no, I just got done doing giving you the list okay. of movies, so you go first. Okay, let's see what you got. What, anything special that you are hoping? What do you think I'm going to pull out of here? Um, I'm... I'm leaning towards action to start this this segment off. Mm. Good action movie. Fire Tastrophe. Yes. <laughs> Fire Tastrophe. Um, wow. This would be a recent one, and it is the opposite of anything with a Tastrophe at the end of it. Uh, drive. Drive? At the Dollar Theater, I guess. Did you watch Drive? I believe so. Yeah, I think I did. I, I remember telling you that's that was the best movie I saw that year. I think eleven November thirtieth, uh, eleven. Wow, uh, two thousand eleven, wasn't it? Drive. This is this is the. Uh, um, it has to be. I got the whole ticket. It just says drive. Not drive angry. <laughs> no, I I've never seen that movie. Aww. <laughs> hey, I think I think actually it might be coming to Netflix. In which case, I will give it a shot but no i mean do we have a release date on drive we got to do our detective work and and you know find out i thought the drive came out after 2000 um no you're right 2011 ryan gosling yeah what does it say what month probably um, would have been well if this was a dollar theater sep- one september it came out in september yeah that would make sense yeah yeah i believe us i guess i saw that in the theater discount wednesday one dollar yep there you go. What, what more can be said? That movie didn't even get nominated, I don't believe, and I thought it was far and away the best picture of 2011. I don't even wow, remember yeah. what the nominees were that year, but... Yeah, who knows? I uh, I absolutely oh, loved it, like I say for every freaking movie. <laughs> uh, you know, that may, that may have been... Was that the year that the artist won Best Picture, which I've never seen that movie? Yes, I believe so. I think no. you're right. Okay. Okay, for me, here we go. Oh, here comes a craptastic horror movie. Something. So terrible. you're saying you're saying a horror movie? Yep. And the verdict is close. I think uh, Dracula, Dead and Loving It, starring Leslie Nielsen, Mel Brooks movie. That was terrible, <laughs> wasn't it? Wah, I think... wah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You yeah, s- you paid hard-earned money for that. Okay, yes, was it ju- actually? Uh, was it because of uh, Leslie Nielsen, or was it because? Yes, of- that is. It okay. was Leslie Nielsen, and because it's like, well, Spaceballs and Young Frankenstein, right? Yeah, not yeah. so much. Yeah, that was a brutal one to sit through, and I think I watched it over at the Miller Boys, uh, and it was one of those drinking game type movies, and I think we were all unconscious in forty-five minutes. Hmm. Yeah, yeah was, I remember... It looked like it was shot with a camcorder. Yeah, it, it wasn't good. I've seen it, and I've seen it one time in the theater that time. Oh, that's bad. So, okay, yeah. moving on. Oh, by the way, um, comedy. 
You I always mean, this is like, me, you always want me to have a comedy. <laughs> cuz I'm going to be so impressed if you get a comedy cuz you you watch so few comedies in the theater that I'm going to be like, "All right." Uh, another recent one. I kind of, yeah, this is the end. Was that the one with uh the, Oh the yeah, end of the that's world? a comedy. Yeah. Yeah. So I I got it. Haha. <laughs> Yeah, but this is kind of apocalypse. I mean, this is a different kind of comedy. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I got it. Ha ha. Like, <laughs> I just pulled out uh, a gold member or something. <laughs> yeah. Dracula. Oh, anything Dracula. to add about that movie? Did you like I, it? Not really. I like, I, I, I like the movie. I, I didn't, again, I, I'm better watching comedies at home. I'm just not laugh out loud in the theater guy unless it's really really pumping on all cylinders for me and that one didn't it was it, it was amusing i was like hey. yeah it was but i wasn't yeah, like was. busting out laughing until uh, uh what's his name showed up from eastbound and down who whoa, oh yeah danny mcbride there you yeah. go once he showed up then it got pretty funny and then then it's stupid again and uh, yeah. uh, demon raping and what have you? Back, backstreet backstreet boys in heaven that and, yeah. i didn't that did nothing for me i mean that is oh i that was awesome. That appeals to like, a certain. Oh, cra- I hated the Backstreet Boys. So, well, oh, me too. But that, that's what I think. That's what made it so funny. I'm like, this is so stupid and absurd. And I'm like, that's hilarious <laughs> to me. But yeah, yeah you're but, good. Yeah. A lot of people agree yeah. with you. Okay. okay, you got a science th- fiction movie for me. Okay, I yeah. What kind of? Um, the Relic. A great movie. I really like this movie. I do too. I'm. I wonder if I saw it in theater. I kind of think uh, I did. And I'm not sure who I said. There's a chance they could have been with you. Because I, I don't know who I saw this with. Uh, we weren't hanging out at that time. That would have been high Cause school. Because that's an older movie. That would have been like, like 93? 90, something yeah, like that. Something, okay. I have no idea who I saw that with. But yeah, that was a that was a good movie. I think that still holds up. The creature effects. Was that Stan Winston's creature, I think? I'm looking it up right now. Uh, this was released in 97. Oh. Well, I mean, depending on, I mean, because we started hanging out again, it was late 90s, uh, release date January 10, 97, so no, we weren't hanging out at the time. Okay. Um, I believe I saw it in Dover. Peter Himes no, directed. This is, uh, this is, uh, this is uh, 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 Cinemark. I, I'm guessing probably Worcester. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know about the, I'll keep looking for the who made it, yeah. but yeah, this is one of those Peter Himes... Uh, hits, in my opinion. I really like that. Yeah, movie. that was a good movie. And you know, um, speaking of us hanging out back in the 90s, do you remember what the first movie, I'm sure you do, what the first movie was that we saw in the theater? Not When we when we kind of reconnected, Evil Dead was the first movie we, we watched at home, but you remember what the first movie was we watched in the theater? Uh, Alien 4, Alien Resurrection, That's I do believe. That's the one, yep. yep, that is the one. When we both walked out, we're like, that was amazing! And now I've watched it like half a dozen times, and I'm like, eh, it's good. Eh, yeah. <laughs> yep. I'm still looking for the. Okay, my turn, last one. One more, and that's okay, because we need extra time for our recently watched, because yeah. we got a few things to chat about on there. And what do you want for the final one? I'd say you're winning so far, since uh, you uh, pulled a comedy on me. That's not going to happen very often. So, I, yeah, I got an action, a comedy, and, well, we'll go with horror this time. Hmm. Oh, this one's folded over. Oh, this is an old one. Uh, really old. Well, I guess old, not a time. <laughs> 72102, uh, PG-13. 
and it uh -oh. doesn't have the name on it. I think I wrote it on the back, but the ink is smeared. Uh, eight. Oh man, eight legger breaks. Eight legged eight, frigs. Eight, eight legged frigs. <laughs> that would be that was probably more comedy sci-fi, right? Yeah, yeah. There's a dash of horror in there, though. There is, yeah. I cannot believe we figured that out. I li this is unreadable. I wrote it on the back. Wow. Eight. Yeah. Yeah. I eight legged <laughs> freaks. That's what it is. That's awesome. And this, huh? 2002. This. There's a good chance that this was uh, us in Worcester movies. Ten. Yeah. Triple M. I think I saw that with you. Yep. I'm. I'm almost 100 percent positive. I, saw I am that with too. You. That is hilarious. I gotta, yeah. I gotta write this down a little better so that I can see it. <laughs> I'm glad I did okay. that. <laughs> okay, now last one. You get one more pick. Go ahead. I, what do you think? I keep telling you to bring me up a horror horror guy, and you never do. So I'm just gonna uh, keep riding that train until you do. Okay. And the verdict is: Wow, you could not be more far off on that one. Street Fighter. <laughs> oh, that's a horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that might as well be I, called Street Fighter Apocalypse or what, what was it? Yeah. Catastrophe. Street Fighter Catastrophe. Yeah. <laughs> is is that the Van Damme movie? Am I am I thinking of the same uh, movie? Is that it? Yeah, they released a couple other Street Fighters, but I highly doubt you would have watched them in theater or that they would have come around if they even did. I have. And was he? Um, he was the soldier guy. Yeah, he was Guile. Uh, Guile. That's it. Yeah. That's that, a, that movie was terrible. Oh, it's terrible, but it's it's one of those anomalous freaks of cinema that you can't stop watching. It's just too glorious of a train wreck with their outfits and their get-ups and the convoluted story. I own that oh. movie in a Van oh, you do? in a Van Damme four-pack. Yep, I do. Oh nice. And it's it's laughably enjoyable. Uh okay. for the, on that level, but yeah. Anyway, uh, do you remember anything about where you saw that or with who? Um and that um, was what's his name's last movie too. Um yeah, uh, the bad guy. Movie. Oh yes, yes, yes. Um. Oh, what's his name? Raul. Julia. Raul. Ju yeah, yeah, that's it. Um. It's it's Sunday, at uh, Cinemark Movies Ten. Um. I I have no clue. I have no idea who I saw this with. I don't think it was with you. It was two thousand one. No, it was, I don't um, think it was with me either. Hmm. Two thousand one. No, that ain't right. I, okay, so... That movie was released in 94. Okay, so it says 01-01. Is that something, or...? Yeah, it would have probably, probably just January 1st. Oh, okay, got it. Because it came okay. out December 23rd. Came out, so you probably saw it, like, half a week later. Yeah. yeah but sense. I've watched... I, I've at least watched it one time back then, so... Oh, that's funny. Oh, here's an interesting one that's just laying on top. I'm not going to include it, but... What do you think this is? It just says, don't say. Don't say? Don't say a word? Don't say... Uh, I have no say. clue. Movies 4. Don't say, There's a Michael Douglas movie for, from 2001, Don't Say a Word, Sean Bean's in it. I Maybe. Wow. Uh, there's one where I'm perfectly perplexed. Well, back into the pile for you, and we'll do our detective work on that some other time. <laughs> yeah, huh. Wow. Interesting. Hmm, curious. 
And so, I mean, that was we had a pretty good spread that time. I like that one better yeah. than the last one that we did. Yeah, the last one I had Big Mama's house, if you remember correctly. Yes, unfortunately. I can't, I'm a little ashamed that you paid hard-earned dollars to see that. Movie. I did, yes. Well, and then Dracula Dead and Loving It, you see. Yeah, but at least you go. At least you got some names attached to that where you're like, yeah. that, that's got yeah. potential. You know, I will say this about that Dracula movie. Uh, I've only seen it one time way back when it came out, and I still remember one scene that was hysterical, and I still remember it. It was, they go to stake a vampire, Dracula, whatever, and they take the 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 uh, the stake and the mallet, and they just go, ding ding, and blood flies everywhere. Right. Explosion of and it was that. it was it was the only funny part of that movie, but it was gut bustingly hilarious. You're right. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. So and, and I think they do it again. Like they, they like one more little pound, and blood just geysers up. <laughs> And that, now I kind of want to see that scene. Oh, I think you should watch it again so you have a review. Yes, the whole, the whole way through. Yes. 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 Oh, please do. Oh. We'll look forward to that next episode. Yeah. You you, you wait on that. No, You'll... no, come on. It's now an assignment. Get it done. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's move on to Recently Watched because we have plenty to get to. That'll definitely fill yes, the do. rest of the show. Oh, Start yeah. us off with the hybrid. I got to know what you thought of that. The hybrid. Okay. Well, here is the reason that I watched that, and and here's the thing. I first I skipped past it as soon as I saw it. I'm like, yep, nope, sci-fi original, probably. No thanks. Um, then I, I I looked at it again. I'm like, you know, at least see who made it. I'm like, Billy O'Brien made it. Billy O'Brien directed Isolation. Oh. I'm like, like, oh, oh wow. Okay. I'm like, okay. Now I'm interested. Mm-hmm. Um. And I am happy to report it's not isolation good, but it is definitely worth a watch. Definitely worth a watch. Um, it's a solid sci-fi action horror movie. Uh, it's fairly straightforward. Group of mercenaries infiltrating a Russian bunker. There's weird experiments going on underground. Um, there's some gory killings. It's it's not uh, it's not like it, I. I love Isolation. It's not that, but it's very much, you can tell it's from the same director. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you keep in mind that it is, I hate to say it's generic, but it is kind of generic, but it's still an enjoyable, generic action sci-fi movie. Definitely, definitely better than a sci-fi original, anything like that. Cool. I so, will definitely give that a watch. Yeah, that's uh, and that's the only reason I watched it. When I saw he was attached to it, I'm like, okay, well, that's... Yeah. Yeah, right. So That's cool. That, ah, nice. Nice. That's good to yeah. hear because that one definitely looks uh, dodgy at best. Oh, yeah. <laughs> any, any more of those cool covers on Netflix? I'm like, yeah, right. No, 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 no. Especially and ones that's you've one of those, never heard of. Yeah, with, I'm like with, the hybrid with a cool alien. I'm like, no way. Yep. And I'm like, oh, okay. And that's, all, that's what's cool is like there's just these little gems in the rough. Isolation, isolation is a gem in the rough. This is not a gem in the rough, but it is a very enjoyable hour and 30 minutes uh, i cannot imagine that you'd come away saying yeah, that was terrible i hated that movie yeah well i'm probably not going to be watching it on uh the, the friday or saturday evening either that's probably a yeah. afternoon pop in yep maybe take yep. a nap kind of thing uh yep. okay my turn i want to talk about a movie called gin j-i-n-n now, from oh. <laughs> 2014 not to be confused with uh Gin, directed by Tobe <laughs> Hooper, which yes. you and I both thought this movie was. This mm-hmm. movie is not. 
This is uh, the synopsis. An earthly crisis prompts a race of beings called the Jinn, who've walked invisibly among us since the beginning of time to make themselves known. Um, and the reason that this I was interested in this was because the Jinn was a oh, the Wishmaster series. That was about a Jinn. So that kind of piqued yes. my interest. I'm like, oh, demons and stuff. Okay, maybe that's maybe that's a thing. And then I saw Tobe Hooper, and I was like, ooh, sweet. Let's see what he's been up to. Um, then it wasn't until I was like done, and it said directed by Ajmal uh, Zahir Ahmed, <laughs> that I was like, that does not spell <laughs> Toby Hooper. <laughs> not even a little bit. Um, I mean... This movie was very frustrating to me. Uh, it's not a sci-fi original or an asylum. It's not that level of bad. Uh, but it was very frustrating because all of the elements were there. The special effects were there. The story was there. Yeah. The acting was okay. Um, but the directing and editing were so god-awful, misplaced and bad, and it, that it just made everything like a mess. You just went from one scene to the next, and there was no... Uh, it didn't, none of them gelled, and, and the, the dialogue was forced, like, they just said the words that were on the page, and it was sort of like, could you, could you do a second take, maybe, maybe yeah. di- get me from a different angle with a little better lighting, or, you know, uh, so it was like, man, it almost feels like a good editor could go in there and rearrange that, and do a, uh, grab a second cut, and, and you could have a really good movie with a good, you know, do a better score. And, yeah. and, and like again, all the elements were there, but as it stands, ah, it was it was bad. But um, there, it was like every time I was ready to turn it off, then something kind of cool would happen, and I'd be like, "Oh, that was kind of cool. Maybe I'll hang on another couple of minutes." And I ended up watching the whole damn thing. And by the time I was done, I was like, "Why? Did, why? Why did I do that?" And, yeah, me too. Anyway, yeah, you watched yep. it too, and <laughs> I did too. Yep, uh, it, thinking it, it made, uh, it, it's, I laughed it's, out loud because you were like. What has happened to Toby Hooper? And I was like, I don't know, but he didn't direct this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh yeah, the special effects—it it, it seemed like all the budget went into the effects um, and high-end video equipment to tape it or to make it. But I'm like, I just, yeah, no, it was broken. Yes, very much so. Yeah. So over to you. Okay. Next up for me is. Kingsman, The Secret Service. Oh, I've been trying to get to the Dollar Theater to see Dude, this, and I have not had I, time. I, I, I so wanted to tell you that I, uh, that I went and saw it, but I'm like, nope, I'm saving this one for the show. It is as good or better than you are expecting. It's so badass. <laughs> uh, so badass. I, that's exactly where my expectations are. They should be right there. It's it's great. Um, even there's a there's a couple scenes of CGI that I'm like, you guys could have done better than that. But other than that, um, this just shows what good writing can do for a movie. The writing is so good. It's so good. And for as many great movies as, that Samuel L. Jackson is in, he's also in crap too. It seems like like Jackson takes a lot of. Paycheck. Anything. It's just anything. Yeah. What are you what are you doing? He does. Yeah. yeah. This is a good one. He is hysterical in this. Um uh, but everybody this just it also goes to show what a good director can do. Uh Matthew Vaughn. Uh, everybody is at their A game. Um Colin Firth is great. And this is basically a hard R rated uh 
comical, kick-ass. It's a comic book. Uh, book. It's based on a comic book. It's great. Yeah. It's it's like a James Bond movie, but uh, it's just I I loved it. Everything that Steve from Cinema Sidekicks said about this movie, I I back up hundred percent. Yeah, it, if you can was, see this, if you can see this, go see it, please. It's great. I, I'm on, I'm still trying, but I gotta yeah. see Mad Max first. <laughs> yes. Um. But uh, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, this was based on a comic that was written by Mark Miller. Uh, that it's spelled Mark. With an A-R, so it's, everybody says Millar, but it's Mark Miller. And okay. he was the one that wrote uh, Kick-Ass, and Matthew Vaughn did yes. Kick-Ass, did he not? Yes, he did, yep. There you go, and those had yeah. dodgy CGI, so that kind of goes with yeah. him a little bit. That's yeah. okay, but those movies are yeah. ridiculous, so that kind of works. Yeah, but it's um, it's great. Oh, I, I loved it. I can't wait to watch it again. This is such an easy Blu-ray purchase for me. Um, yep. I'm yeah. trying and, to get and, to the Dollar Theater. I've tried a few times. I just have been so busy lately. I have not had time. Uh, what's cool is that Colin Firth in this, he was so good. And I'm like, he is like a new, a brand new version of what Roger Moore was to the James Bond series. And he, cause he reminds me of, of Roger Moore, mm-hmm. but like an updated version of Roger Moore. Um, not, not Daniel Craig, not, uh, not Pierce Brosnan, but he, I'm like, he reminds me of Roger Moore, but a, a, a new version of him, and I, I loved it. Loved it. Cool. Well, I can't so. wait to watch it. And the final joke in the movie is just hilarious. And I, it's just, let's just say this movie gets its R rating in spades. And I'm glad that I watched this by myself. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Okay. Uh, I want to do a real quick back-to-back because I'm not going to spend a ton of time on either of these because I have two more ahead of them that I want to spend more time on. Uh, first up, True Blood season one uh, finished up. Uh, buddy Brandon, uh, let me borrow that. Uh, and I enjoyed the series. It's it's a great wife show, as we often say. Something you you know yeah. watch the wife, and it's edgy and adult, but doesn't go overboard where the, uh, can leave the uh, wives behind while the sicko husbands watch on, <laughs> as we do. Yeah. Uh, it was watchable, if not predictable, and has plenty of flaws, but I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that. It's okay. I, I'll watch more. Uh, and next up, I have had this in my queue for a while, wanted to rewatch it, and then I saw that it's getting taken off Netflix uh, in like in the next week or so, so I bumped it up and got it watched. And it's from 1991, one of my gems in the rough, The Rocketeer. Oh! Uh, Joe Johnson movie, and yep. starring... Billy Campbell, Jennifer Connelly, Alan Arkin. I love all three of those people. When I first watched this movie, I th- said Billy Campbell's going to be the next Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones. What else came out in 1991? Jurassic Park. Ah. Yes. Yep. So now we have the height of CGI, and on the other side we have the Rocketeer, the old Richard Donner Superman special effects flying against a blue screen. Yep. A lot. He did as much practical as he could. There's a lot of scenes where you can tell it's practical and sped up camera, and but there are still there's a there's a handful of scenes in there that are very Superman against a blue screen, and that is fine for old Hollywood, but that was also the same year as Jurassic Park, where it all changed, and suddenly that's not yes, acceptable anymore. And I I could totally be wrong, but I don't think that movie did that well. Um, no, it didn't. It, it did. I think okay. Yeah. Uh, but I'll tell you what, watching it again, 
I love this movie. I love it. I don't even forget the dodge uh, that there's a handful of dodgy special effects. It was '91. What are you going to do? The, it was, yeah, special effects were in transition. You're going to have that. If you haven't seen this movie, give it a whirl. It's a great family movie, action adventure, Indiana Jones type of type of thing, and it has a couple of moments in it that. Uh, oh, this is another thing I was going to derail into. Things in movies that make us cry. I don't have a lot of things in movies that make me cry. Obviously, everybody's going to cry at Schindler's List and and horrible things like yeah. that. But one of my easy triggers. I can't believe I'm admitting this, but it'll it'll be interesting. Hopefully. Um, when 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 strangers or enemies help each other, uh, when it goes against all signs that they ever should, but for the common good and justice or whatever, they like will help each other. My waterworks go. I don't know what it is. It could be a couple of guys that hate each other, and one guy falls skateboarding and the other guy helps him up just because. Ow, that probably really hurt. And I know I pick on you all the time, but. You all right? Something like that can just bust me. And gotcha. There is a scene in this movie. If if you haven't seen it by now, I don't. I have not. I have not seen the movie. You need to. It's, and it's leaving. It's leaving it. Netflix soon. Perfect Joni wife material. Okay, I, I actually great we, uh, adventure. World War Two Nazis. Uh, now I don't want to. I don't want to ruin the scene. But <laughs> there's mobsters. There's FBI guys. There's Nazis. And they're all after this rocket pack, and it falls into the hands of this bumbling Joe, test pilot, Indiana Jones type. And now that I've made the ref- I've said Indiana Jones about 15 times, I just keep babbling on and saying it. Uh, anyway, but he's very much that type. And and they're, they're all after him. They're all trying to get him and get this pack. And he's got to find a way to fight off the bad guys and keep it. And Jennifer Connelly, just coming hot off a labyrinth, Hadn't really done anything. This I think this was her next big thing since Labyrinth. So she's a, it's a younger her. Alan Arkin is funny in everything. If you don't yes, like he it, is. he's fantastic. So the com- the comedy works as well. It's 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 a uh, set in like the 30s or 40s. Um, yep. Again, Indiana Jones time pe- time period. Um, I, I I loved it. You just gotta ignore some of those blue screens, and it's it's really only a handful because there for every one of those there's plenty of scenes where he blasts off into the sky and you feel like you're six again and you're you get goosebumps and you're like that disney magic you know what i mean yes yep oh yeah i know exactly that what you're is this about. movie in spades it is cookie cutter that but with okay. a hint of joe johnson captain america you get a you get a hint of what's That's to come because he did captain america um I oh you got to watch this this week it, i'm telling you okay. it's gonna be gone soon so you need to need to watch it I'm going to add that uh, right now because, yeah, I'm always, uh, it's just sometimes very difficult to find a movie that, uh, you know, that the significant and other, uh, oh, jeez, the, ahem. Cut. Uh, <laughs> it's always a challenge to find something that you and the significant other can watch and enjoy. It, it's, it's a challenge with even two movie freaks. It's a challenge yeah. with anybody. That's not unusual, but yeah. this is one that I'm telling you is premium gold. And at any rate, my point being, I got a little derailed there with triggers for what can make you roll a tear. There's a scene like right mid third act where a couple of enemy of my enemy is my friend kind of thing happens, and, yeah. and the it, well, actually the 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 big boss from Sopranos, 
not Sopranos, I'm sorry, from uh, Goodfellas. Uh, the big bad guy, the head of the mob, and, um, and you, you don't need to know his name, I'm just, you know who I'm talking about? Okay, yeah. Is it Gandolfini? Or? No, 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 that was Sopranos. I, good, I'm talking about Goodfellas. Oh, good, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. You know who I mean? Um, Hold on a sec, I'm just going to look it up, because this is this conversation's derailing getting stupid. <laughs> He's the head of the mob boss in this movie as well, okay? Uh, it was the, the the big bad from Goodfellas, damn it. <laughs> and once I say his name, you'll be like, duh, yes, of course. Okay. <laughs> um, oh, I'm feeling so... Uh, Paul Servino. Oh, gotcha. Yes, okay. he's, uh, he's okay. also the mob guy in this one, but he's a little more of a Disney cartoony mob guy. Uh, okay, gotcha. Yep. But anyway, enemy of my enemy is my friend. He drops yep. a line that I'm... It, it can make me cry. It can make me... Even just thinking about it, I can just roll a tear. It's not the kind of tear like, I'm sad. It's the kind of yeah. thing like, that's so awesome. Go punch the bad guys in the throat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway. Oh, and the bad guy in this movie was uh, another James Bond. One my one of my personal favorites. Uh, Timothy, Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton's the bad guy. Awesome. I'll have to check that out. That's one of those that just kind of never, I never got around to it. And I don't know why, because I always thought it looked good, but I, I've, I just, I never saw it. Maybe I'm totally wrong in my memory, but I'm telling you, I recall that thing being completely buried by Jurassic Park. Oh, it probably was. And now I'll probably, uh, I'll listen back to this when I'm editing and I'll, I'll look it up and I'll go, oh, Jurassic Park was released five years later. It's going to be, it'll be something <laughs> like that where it's, I wasn't even close. <laughs> okay, enough of that. Uh, the Rocketeer, check it out. Okay, cool. Back to you. Um, okay, so I'm going to, there's, oh man, I've got a bunch. I'm trying to decide, do I want to go cinema soft underbelly on you here or a little bit I more got two. I got two mainstreams coming up, so you can go ahead and do whatever you want. Okay, um... I'm going to go a little bit more underbelly, but not full bore underbelly. I watched Wreck 4 uh, Apocalypsis mm-hmm. uh, because I've seen the, the first three, and so I have to see this one. And here's, um, this is one of those things is, when is a, when is a good movie, a well-shot good movie, just kind of meh? Um, and that would be this movie, is... There's nothing about this movie that is bad. This is a good, if you're a horror fan, it's got it it has all the the makings that you're like, okay, check, check, like, you know, survivors on a big ocean liner or whatever and zombies and gore and uh some fast-paced action. It's all there, good acting whatever, but for some reason I'm like because parts 1 and especially part 2 were so good. And it, at this point, it at this point the whole infected zombie subgenre thing—it's been done to death. Uh, this is a good movie, but it—I came away thinking completely meh. It was okay. Well, eh, whatever. Okay. okay, it's done. Um, and it, it's sad because if I would have seen this movie seven years ago, this would have been like, oh, that is so great. And now it's merely a. Yeah, that was okay. That was good, I guess. So maybe it's I'm just getting more and more jaded. Um, but it's just a point A to point B. It's they're on a boat and referencing the first couple movies and the infection and it's now it's zombies running around and there are a couple good gore scenes and then the roll credits. 
Um, and so I was let down by Rec 4 as much as I liked the first two. And third one was good too, but this was definitely the low, uh, the low point of the series. They need to be done now. It They won't um, be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I haven't watched part two. I watched the original Rec and was, is Rec the remake? What's that? Is Rec the remake? No, no, no. Or is... No, the remake, the remake is, uh... Quarantine. Quarantine. Okay. I, yeah. Well, I've seen, which I thought was a good movie. Yeah, they're both fine. I've seen both of them, but I haven't seen yeah. any of the sequels. Uh, I will make it an, an effort to watch the sequel. Uh, and Rec then Two four. is is so great. Oh, I Rec Two is awesome. Three being was... three being a prequel, I'll skip. But I that Rec Four looked kind of cool, so I wanted to check that out. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, it's uh, if you would watch it, you won't hate it. I guarantee you, you're not going to hate it. You'll be like, oh, okay, that was good. I want to watch Rec but, Two first. Uh, yeah, least, oh, I, I can skip the origin third one, but yeah. Uh, real quick, uh, I checked, and Jurassic Park was released two years after the Rocketeer, so it was okay. So there you go. Yeah, good. But <laughs> Terminator Two: Judgment Day was released one week after the Rocketeer. Ooh, well there you it go. It was Terminator Two with the special effects. Yeah, that that okay. That so you were close. I was close. I just got had the wrong movie. I just knew there was a new. Yeah. Uh, CGI effect yeah. thing that came out right around the yeah. same time, but it was Terminator yeah. Two: Judgment Day, not Jurassic which is Park. interesting because that was a that was an R-rated movie versus a family movie. But I guarantee you, like you're talking about, I guarantee you, Terminator Two completely completely overshadowed the Rocket even a, though that was a family. It was like June twenty and July third. Oh, so what? A week, yeah. maybe two later. Because uh, everybody's everybody went to see Terminator Two. Yeah, I mean everybody. I mean you're seeing special effects. You're watching. Think about the the promotional campaigns. You got 1930s, not Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones flying around a rocket pack, Disney, PG-13, and then Arnold. He's back as Terminator and this liquid metal guy walking out of fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, I had self-corrected before we even had to get to the next episode. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, Next up, I wanted to talk about Rush. Not a fat slob on the radio or a drug movie from the 80s, but in fact, the Ron Howard movie from 2014 about Formula One race car drivers. Oh, yeah. And this was uh, one of my Fantasy Movie League picks that I, th- I thought could be a sleeper because Ron Howard goes every other with a hit. <laughs> yeah, he does. We need to put him for maybe our next um that would be a good director one. Director spotlight. He would be a good yep. one because he's had some ups and downs. And I mean, if I just say Ron Howard as a director, what pops in your head? Do you think awesome, horrible, great? Where do you put him? For me, um, I think he's an A-list director, but he is certainly no Steven Spielberg to me. Entertainment. Uh, I'm I talking think... entertainment-wise to to you personally. If I say a Ron Howard picture, I mean my reaction is usually like. Okay, it was my. Oh yeah, uh, oh yeah, oh, oh Apollo thirteen. Oh, All right, no, that's one of the masterpieces. Anyway, uh, oh yeah, that is fan. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So, neither of us being huge racing fans, um, but still having an interest in car movies. This was a a very good movie. He balanced drama, comedy, thrilling, uh, car racing. It was great. Even as somebody who like really hates NASCAR, I still liked. NASCAR movies. I haven't seen any racing movies I've really, really hated. So is this a NAS? This is a Formula One. This is One, Formula though, right? One, though, which is okay, way gotcha. better than NASCAR. Agreed. But they yep, make, I'm right they there make with jokes you. all the time in the movie, though, about we drive in circles for a living, and it's like Formula One don't drive in circles. <laughs> yeah. But they do th- say that in the movie quite a bit. But the, it was 
it was a great, it, it was a really good movie. I, I don't know if I want to say great, but it was really good. I'll tell you this, it was, it was shot like you wouldn't believe. You got to see it just for that. It was beautiful, and they color corrected the color palette they used. I mean, the colors just pop, man. So vibrant. It was did, did, really nice to did look. Did this at. do good in the theater? Do you? Did, I think I got it, me like forty fifty. It not not wasn't a hit, but it did. Okay. Uh, critical response was good to for it though. Um, and okay. this is one you should add to the list. I, I also think it mm, could be wife material just kind of a drama thriller um it's not a it's not a netflix no i got it from the library okay uh but good flick and uh, i would definitely put that um probably i would probably make my top 10 of ron howard movies i i I quite enjoyed it no kidding it was was just immensely watchable especially because it went the opposite way that you would take of like a an 80s or maybe even a 90s racing movie. Here's two drivers and they hate each other. Let's watch them battle to the death and curse each other's names as they go down in flame. No, it wasn't like that. I mean, they gave each other crap all the time, busting each other's balls, but when something came up, they spoke to each other like humans and said, "Hey, look, I need you here to keep busting my balls because it gives me the drive to keep going." And the other guy would go Stay safe, buddy. And by the way, go after yourself and after your mother. And you know, <laughs> gotcha. Ah. I mean, it wasn't quite that blatant, but <laughs> yeah, no, no. It was I, that, it was that kind of ad- relationship where they were constantly butting heads. But when push came to shove, they were on the same team, kind of. I, yeah. it's, it's hard to explain, but it was a very entertaining film, even for somebody who's not you know a big race fan. And I think that you would yeah. also enjoy it. The way I mean, they filmed cars sexy in this movie. And I th- yeah. you would enjoy the way they did that cool. stuff. A lot of you know, inside and, the and, engine and, and, and oh, it was good. And the thing is I with being it's a Ron Howard movie, even for something that I'm not interested in and I this, this sounds good, but I'll watch a Ron, a Ron Howard movie just because he made the movie. Yeah. So, I, it's like that's one that I need to look up who the cinematographer was because this thing was shot. So, oh my lord, dude. And everybody nice. everybody that reviewed it before me said the same thing. This thing was shot like you I mean, holy crap, does this thing look good? They oh, they awesome. ain't kidding. And it doesn't look much like a Ron Howard movie. I mean, it's got Ron Howard's fingers all over the uh, acting and story and editing and that kind of stuff, but the, the yeah. cinematography is just gorgeous. Anyway, so do you know do you know who uh, who gave Ron Howard his uh, his start? Obviously, Happy Days, but do you know where where Ron Howard got his start in the biz? Like as far as directing and what he does now, I, I that would be Roger Corman. Oh yes, okay, nice. What did he make something yeah. with Corman? Yeah, he did. He did. Yes, uh, something. I, I I I what I don't know, but Ron Howard gave or. Uh, uh, he gave Roger Corman gave Howard a chance, and th- that, as with with so many other people, and that set his career. Ice his ice catastrophe begins. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Uh, okay, so I got one more. Um, okay, uh, I you know I'm going to touch on a movie that um, I'm not sure if we've talked about it before on this show, but I have certainly hit on hit on it on my own show. And the reason I wanted to bring it up here is because I wanted to, um, I wanted to to one certain aspect of the movie that I wanted to talk about, and I wanted to get your opinion on um, is the unintentional brilliance of a movie that 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 the director and the makers of the movie maybe weren't necessarily thinking of when the movie was made, and that is Lucio Fulci's The Beyond. Mm. Um, this is one of my all time all time favorite 
movies ever. And uh, I, I uh, bought the Grindhouse Blu-ray release. Arrow released it in 2011 on Blu-ray, and I've watched that numerous times. Grindhouse re-released it with their own transfer. And uh, Grindhouse releasing is... Um, uh, it was start. It was started by Sylvester Stallone's son, Sage Stallone, which he passed away uh, at a really, really oh, that young was age. So unfortunate. That story really yeah, bummed me out. Oh, it's so it's so nuts. And it was like right before Expendables three came, either came out or was being yeah. filming. But Sage Stallone passed away. So the other guy, the co-owner of Grindhouse Releasing, uh, he's getting out of the biz. Well, he's he, so. They're releasing the rest of their catalog on Blu-ray, and then he's done. Grindhouse is done. Uh, so there's a bunch of great movies still coming out from the Grindhouse label, but this is one of the big ones. Uh, and it's, it's, it is far beyond anything that Criterion would even do. It's, it's, it's packed that full with special features, and the, the transfer is... I, it's, it's hard for me to put into words how good the transfer is, but regardless, that's, that's, that's yeah. whatever. The movie itself. So my question is this is and this is this is my favorite Lucio Fulci movie. Um, I think it's it is a masterpiece of of nightmare horror. Do you think that when they went to make this movie, they knew what they were doing and that we're making this thing that is going to be just this nightmarishly weird oddity? Because there are certain things that don't quite make sense. <laughs> you think? And that that and, yeah, and that that works in a in a David Lynch movie, where you know he's purposely doing that. Yeah. But this is not David Lynch. Yeah. This is Lucio Fulci. Um, I would say I'm that like, depends on uh, his relationship with uh, Argento. Did Suspiria, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, how are they related? Just fellow uh, Italian filmmakers. I mean, he, there you he go. didn't have anything that, to do that's, with. Then that's what it is. It's it's an Italian <laughs> thing, of of that time and place. I don't know if they're buying their drugs at the same place or yeah. or what the case may be. Maybe it's more of a, uh, a style within the country that they focus more on Italian cinema when they're learning the trade. We f- would focus more on American cinema. Uh, therefore, yeah. they're going to repeat those kinds of um, things. And so you would probably have to look at earlier Italian cinema of all genres to really nail yeah. that down. But it's probably something in there about being uh, either vague or esoteric or leaving blind spots. Or it's not so much intentional and the story is complete in their mind. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's hard to, to, to nail that down. Yeah, because Suspiria is that, the same way. And, yeah, and especially it is. I know. the sequel, Inferno, was tenfold that way where it was like what yeah. the hell is going on I don't yeah. know but the colors are pretty so I'm going to keep watching <laughs> yeah and, and and the beyond there are certain things that you're like what that doesn't quite make sense but I'm like I wouldn't change a frame of yeah. this this is so cool yeah. and even in the end there zombies pop up in the end and zombies don't figure into the movie at all uh, watching the special features the Germans wanted zombies in this movie and and some somehow like we'll distribute it if there's zombies in it. So Fulci added zombies to it, and I'm so glad he did because the zombies in this weird way it doesn't make sense, but it makes it even cooler. Uh, and I I think that's just it's one of those movies where the planets aligned to make this 
complete cult classic because it is a cult classic. It is, but uh, they leave just enough gaps that everybody has to make uh, the leaps to cross the gaps, and then it makes it more interesting because people, you know, you have one guy goes, "Oh, this is what it was. The zombies were hurting them yeah. into hell because hell was so full, yeah. and it's the end of days." And the next guy goes, "What?" No, no, no. They got yeah. trapped into a picture by the magician who... Exactly. You know, yeah. Yeah. And, and everybody sits around discussing it and going, what a brilliant yeah. uh, theological piece. This yeah. Is. <laughs> and I'm guessing when they were making this movie, it was not that. Well, that's uh, the big conundrum. Probably yeah. not. Uh, but who can yeah. say? Yeah. So anyway, but it is one of my all-time favorite movies. It is like, uh, I've said this numerous times, but like Texas Chainsaw, House of a Thousand Corpses, this is a nightmare caught on film. It's not so much a horror movie as just someone's really, really, really bad dream that I would hope to never have. And uh, it is, I I love it. It's disgusting. It's gory. And for 1980, the effects are just brutal. Brutal. Crazy. Crazy yeah. head explosion. Yeah. So, <laughs> yes. And the ending. So, the ending anyway. makes that movie. Anyway. Yes, it does. And actually, one of the special features of that movie, they talk about how that came to be that that ending and where they shot it and the way the filming. Like they weren't planning on the building that they filmed that scene in to look like it did, but it made that scene work. And it was like a one in a million chance that that happened um and they had the drunk homeless people laying around mm-hmm. um and everything just was just by it's, there were so many things by chance it seemed to make this thing i think that's i i'm so fascinated by that when movies like that come about to where just there are certain things that just like it just worked oddly perfectly mm-hmm. um well, like you so said anyway, the stars I'm, aligned Yes, they did. So, anyway, I'm done rambling. You're good. Okay, (laughs) lastly, for me, I have yet another movie that was a Best Picture nominee and should have won over 12 Years a Slave, and that is Boyhood. Uh, Mm. The Life of Mason, from early childhood to his arrival at college. Uh, This thing was filmed over 12 years, and it deserves a lot of credit for its technical merits because of, of that. They follows this boy around for literally 12 years. They would just get together every year or two and film a few scenes and move on. Uh, Richard Linklater, ladies and gentlemen, genius. Uh, and I'll tell you, I've been following this movie for many years as most movie freaks have been. It's been one of those <laughs> stories that everybody's like, when is this movie ever going to come out? Well, I'll tell you, it didn't disappoint. I mean, wow, what a film. Really? Oh, my gosh. You know who, who should see this movie? Uh, I was trying to make a list in my head of who who should watch this. Who can is this important for? Uh, sons, daughters, mothers, fathers, husbands, wives, kids, and parents. That's who should see this movie because it that's what the movie is all about. It's about our relationships uh between all of those types of people and it it manages to balance the viewpoint from every single one of them and it's so impossible to explain this movie uh maybe i'm just a little more geared to understand it or love it because it's boyhood and i am a son and as were you and the the difficult relationships with fathers and yada yada but yep yep uh, it's more than that, though. It's a, there's a, I thought it was going to be more a lot more of him with his father. It's a lot more of him and his mother. And uh, I, there's no way I can possibly explain this movie or encapsulate it in a, uh, 
uh, a short review, but let's just say I loved it. I thought it was phenomenal, and I can't see you not liking it. Uh, the movie is two hours and forty-five minutes long. I had to watch it. Oh. I had to watch it in two sittings because I had to go do something. Like I had to go to uh, a party, a birthday party, or something. But um, I didn't want to stop. Even at that long, I wanted to keep going because I wanted to know where it was going to go. It's brilliant in that um, there are many times during the movie where all of a sudden the, the scene wraps up and we move on to the next scene, but the next scene is two or three years later. But they never address it. They just, now we're two or three years later, and they'll play some music of the era. So you have a little bit of a cue of a transition. Oh, that's cool. I like that. They're so Those transitions are so perfectly blended, sometimes you don't even realize they happened. Like, you're like, oh, she's married now, she's divorced, or she's remarried, or, you know, and you, but you follow it like a natural progression. It, it's a phenomenal film. Um, I guess the best way I can sum it up is I, I was shaking my fists and screaming at the TV during an early scene. Reason being, I have one sister, okay? And <laughs> this scene reminded me of her so much. I, I, wanted, I told my wife, I was like, this scene is what it was like growing up with my sister. I love my sister now, but she was a handful growing up. This was when uh, Mason was young, and they had to share a room. They had bunk beds, and he, I think he, I'm just guessing here, he was maybe eight, the girl was maybe, uh, he was maybe ten, the girl was maybe eight. He's laying in bed Saturday morning. He has the top bug. His sister wakes him up and looks at him, and he's like, what? And And the girl goes, Oops, I did it again, and starts singing the Britney Spears song and dancing and kind of like getting in his face, waving her arms in his face. And he's just, he just lays there and looks at her like, what, uh, what's going on here? What is the point? And she gets louder and louder and he's like, shut up, go away. And she, the more he does that, the more she gets in his face with her hands singing this song until he finally starts throwing pillows and stuffed animals and like get out of here get out of my face and then you hear the mom outside the door go what the hell is going on and as the mom bursts in the girl immediately goes he's throwing stuff at me and he hit me and the mom goes off on the boy oh and the second and he's like what the hell i don't even know what's going on she's singing at me and now i'm in i didn't do anything the mom screams at him Tells them both to get back in bed, leaves the room, and immediately the door is shut. The girl goes, and like, end of scene. And I'm like, that's what it was like growing up with with my sister. But they have, you know, the same. Jenny, not far off from that. Yeah. uh, Yeah. (laughs) um, Now we're all grown up and we look back and laugh at those kinds of things. But But back then, yeah. He grabbed those kinds of moments that are so hard to grab and he did it perfectly even looking at it from an adult now with kids you see yourself doing those kinds of things that your parents did walking in and screaming at who's bleeding you shut up you sit down you know shut up the end and it's just it's just a beautiful definition of the relationships between parents and kids and and how we uh, excuse me uh, recycle the same mistakes and it's so important that we break the mold that we were raised in. Um, yes. It's, it's, 
beautiful, Amen. beautiful on every level. And I'm telling you, you will. Lo- I I can't imagine you won't love this movie. You might have to watch it in a couple of sittings because it is long. And I yeah. I was a little disappointed the way that it left off because it kind of like he's heading off to college and he's kind of hipstery by that point. But you know what? He's going through that normal phase of early yep. college that every single person goes through. And so it's hard for me to fault him. And Linklater filmed it and did it in such a way that it portrays that. It yeah. was brilliant. Um, yeah, I mean, like what, like when I graduated, it was the grunge era. And that was what I was emulating. I wanted to be, you know, flannel shirt, long hair, Nirvana, Soundgarden, listening, you know, grunge guy and it's same with him and you see the natural progression but as he's getting out of high school he's like what's with these people why are we all on our phones and we're not having real reactions and nobody's really connecting anymore kind of emo and uh yeah but but it's not over the top where you're like "Ah, i hate this kid now it's it never once goes that to that place um yeah but it, it was fantastic. I'll, I'll definitely buy this movie. This movie is going on my shelf. This is, uh, I mean, it took 12 years to make this. You watch this kid grow up. Yeah. And I kept thinking of one of the earlier scenes where the boy is just laying in the grass, looking up at the clouds and wondering about life. And by the end, you see him and he's grown up and it's the same kid. And you followed him this whole journey. It's just, it's inexplicable. You have to watch this wow. movie. Even if it takes cool. you a couple of, of settings. Um, like I said, I thought I was maybe nearing the end, but I wanted it to keep going. And then I looked and there was 45 minutes left and I was like, Oh geez, I got to go. Like <laughs> I'm taking late yeah. fees on this from the library. Cause I didn't have time to finish it. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, boyhood, cool. big thumbs up. And I, I, I would have been fine with that winning best picture. Okay. Uh, do you want to do another review? I'll do one real quick. Um, it's gonna be a that's, that one. That's gonna be a hard act to follow. But I'm gonna give you the I'm gonna give you the choice on which review you want to okay. hear. Do you want to hear a review on a really 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 shitty slasher movie or a really really shitty Chuck Norris movie? Chuck Norris movie. <laughs> okay, that would be the Octagon. I own that movie. Oh. I don't know that I've ever watched it or even popped it in. I, I don't know that I, I think I got oh. a two pack for two dollars or something like that, and that was in there. And I don't. It's no, no. <laughs> it's so. I mean, uh, having said that, it is uh, a step up from the hero and the terror, the last roulette that we did. But um, it's um, this would be a perfect Ned, Greg, Eric, Eugene movie to where okay, let's at least have fun with this. Yeah. This is really inept. Um, we hear Chuck Norris's inner thoughts through the thing, so he's talking to himself because he's so known um, for his acting ability. That yes, should... and and there's there's this is before he. I mean, he's never been the greatest actor, but this was back in the early days of where he was really good at kicking ass. Yeah. Okay, he was, but acting no. And there was a way, there was way too much acting. Um, but acting. terrorist groups and acting and terrorist groups and long, long, long drawn out conversations with Lee Van Cleef and, <laughs> uh, and, um, and, and I, it, as bad as the movie was, um, I, I, I had to watch the special features. There was a 45 minute making of, I'm like, you know, I really want to see the making of this thing. And the director, it's funny because the director, um, Lots of times I think directors can be very humble um, when they talk about their work, their body of work, and or th- their movie. And, and this guy, you could just tell 
he was proud of this and he kind of full of himself and it, I immediately didn't like him. <laughs> and the whole way through, you know, we did this and this is the first time ever a movie like this did this. And I'm like, dude, you made a really shitty movie. <laughs> and I can tell that you, you're... You're like, this is my 15 minutes right now revisiting this old, really crappy Chuck Norris movie. Um, You're like, this will go down in history. It'll be Seven Samurai and a 400 Blows and the Octagon with Chuck Norris. The Octagon. Now, I will say the the one interesting thing that I did learn from from the special features of the making of whatever, but the director said that uh, Chuck Norris was so good at his skill um, that the guy that he was sparring with, the end battle with the main bad guy, he's like, that we filmed it in a way where the camera was kind of pulled back a little bit so that you could pretty much see the whole fight instead of using a lot of quick yeah. cuts. And he and he was right there. and Because I'm, like, I'm like, that was a good fight. And that did, he said, that showed just how talented those guys were, that we didn't need to do a lot of quick, fast cuts. They just, they were <laughs> that doing like their thing. And they so were, instead of uh, <clears throat> editing it really interesting, I just set that bitch on a tripod. And hit record. Action. Yeah, and, and yeah, tape tape rolled. Yep, and that's pretty much what they did. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a bad movie. So okay. Oh, and he talks about one of the, like, one of the, 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 the lead love interest in the movie, whatever, and oh, she was a, you know, she was a good looking, and she was his love interest, and she was, you know, that dark-haired, seductive, and I'm like, oh, no, she was not good, and she kind of was ugly, and what? Oh, and it was just especially, it was funny because the the retrospective thing, whatever, it was just funny how... Wait, was it a current interview with the director, or a old interview? Oh, yes! No, 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 this was a fairly current, current, yeah. Was she good looking uh, for the time, though? Do you think maybe at the... No, no, I didn't think so. I and I, I'm a sucker for older seventies, eighties. Yes, yeah, me too. I mean, the I, high shorts. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I'm like, no, not really, yeah. no. <laughs> but Lee Van Cleef was in the movie, so that's yeah. If it's not something. a western, I'm not interested. Yep. So anyway, so yeah, check out the Octagon. It's great. Well, Back it's on you. my shelf. Maybe one day I'll have to. Uh, okay, yeah. I'm all done. So let's move on to uh, real quick. We'll tease what we got coming up, and then. Uh, we're going to wrap this up. Once again, we're going to okay. 90 minutes. That, but who oh, cares? Geez. It's that good. Um, yeah. For me, I just got a couple of uh, Blu-rays that I'll be revisiting. I've really been looking forward to rewatching, And I finally picked it up on Blu-ray, the original The Terminator. Uh, oh, I think it's yes. a highly underrated film. And another one where I was, I was talking, what was I talking about uh, earlier? Oh, Road Warrior. Same thing. I saw the sequel many times before the original. Uh, and same thing here. I, I saw Terminator 2 many times before I saw Terminator 1. And that was just because of Sign of the Times. It wasn't. We didn't have easy access to everything at our fingertips. But I've grown to really love that movie as being uh, character building for the Masterpiece sequel. But I, I love that. And secondly, I got uh, the Man with No Name trilogy on Blu-ray. Oh, great and The only trilogy. one of those I, I owned before was uh, The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. So... I've wa- borrowed them from you and watched them, and I can't wait uh, to rewatch them again. Yeah, Great that'll movies. be coming up. I guess uh, I should say that'll be the next few episodes because I'm not watching three westerns this week. <laughs> no, and they're, they're real, especially parts two and three are really long. The third one is uh, isn't that pushing three Probably. hours? Yeah. The, yeah. So um, okay, so for me, um, I would like if at all possible, to get to the theater to watch Tomorrowland. 
Uh, one, because it's one of my uh, fantasy league picks, and two, because it's not, doing, it's not doing so hot, and I'd like to support it. <laughs> uh, Stuckman did and a real positive review of it, so... I saw know, that, yes. Check that one out. Yeah. I think it looks so great. I'm not, but, yeah. I do, too. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to try to get to the theater with my wife to see that, but that's maybe. Um, and then other than that, um, this is soft underbelly material here, but I have got on order the Grindhouse, which I just talked about. Grindhouse release of one of my all-time favorite um, splatter movies from Italy called Cannibal Firo. Ooh. And that is, uh, yeah, that is, um, it's already getting rave reviews as far as a, like, a Criterion-type uh, release with all sorts of extras and how that thing was made and just the, the, the struggles of making it in the jungle and all that stuff. I can't wait Cannot wait to watch that. So uh, that's going to be more of a soft underbelly type thing, but I'm going to share my thoughts on uh, on that one on our show as well. Cool. I also, uh, while I was digging down in my vault, which is to say the uh, seven tubs of DVDs I have in the basement in storage, uh, I found a 20-pack Grindhouse Experience feature film. Ah. A lot of... Pretty awesome looking stuff in here, so I pulled that one out. Thought I might give a few of these a whirl. Don't know if I've watched any of them, um, but I'll probably run that list by you and see what you tell me to watch. Uh, okay, yeah, I was gonna say I'm, I'm curious with what's on there, but I yeah. also am going to be watching Mad Max Fury Road this week, and that way we can talk about it next episode. Yes, uh, is there a, is there a chance that you might see Kingsman while it's still at the Dollar Theater? Or if I can, if a... I can, but this week is kind of crazy. It all depends on work. I don't know what's going to happen on work, okay. and uh, but I, uh, damn it, I'm gonna see Mad Max this week. So help me yep, God, gotcha. I just uh, yeah. been so busy, and the 3D show times can kiss my ass. Oh, I was yeah. so mad the other this weekend. We went out and we we're going to watch it, and uh, 3D show times at two theaters every hour on the hour. Uh, 2D show times, there was like three of them. All at awkward times where you just, it didn't, no sane person would be at the theater at that time. I don't know why, so yeah. we can make more money on our. Yes, exactly. 3D yep. transfer. You know what? If it was shot in 3D, I'd go see it in 3D, but it wasn't, so bag no. that. Anyway. Yeah. That's going to wrap it up for this episode. As always, you can get a hold of us at moviefreakspod at yahoo.com. Please visit our friends Cinema Sidekicks and Cinema Soft Underbelly, both on iTunes. Uh, anything else you'd like to add? That's it. All right. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. See Bye. You.